SportsZilla Show starts now. I am Lance Catamaran. I'm Clint Bobsky. Clint, of course, short for Cameron, which is what my father told me. And my father also told me to live your life to the fullest. Always get an oil change. Beware of time travel and buy shirts. How did we give this guy airtime? What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'll have each and every one of you know that I was a desk anchor in Utica, New York for their local broadcast news for six weeks. Six whole weeks, 36 days. And now I'm here. Here, these amateurs. Get you don't get the show. Together. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Once again, I'll apologize to the blue guy, Matt, Scoop, and Nick Ailes with the Yankee sweatshirt on today. I love your gear, brother. I'm Rain. But I'm going to have to start out by directing my attention to the Twitch.tv camera, the Q Sports talk feed. Seth Goldberg, Greenberg. I'm Grandpa Simpson again. He does this to me all the time. I mean, the trade deadline's at 3 o'clock. Here we are jumping on the air at 3 o'clock. So what are we going to try to talk about? He's on top of these things. I'm not really mad at you, brother. But I just have to say, <laughs> a little kawaii to get us started. There's all sorts of moving in the NBA. A lot of deals kind of expected that. There was going to be a flurry of activity in the couple of hours preceding it. So we're going to cover and talk about quite a bit of that. But I thought, well, the thing that caught my attention, even beyond that, because surprise, surprise, the Knicks are trending, like number one, because of the Marcus Morris move. But you know what else was trending a little bit earlier today? And there's a lot of traction on social media. Scoop, I direct your attention to Gail King and Lisa Leslie and the comments that were made in this interview. And a lot of people kind of like, Gail, why are we going there at least right now? We know the narrative that is part of the legacy of Kobe Bryant. But right now, I mean, Vanessa Bryant just had shared something yesterday. It's still very raw for a lot of people. Maybe wait a little bit longer. But she put Lisa Leslie from the WNBA, of course, and Los Angeles Sparks. Everybody knows Lisa Leslie, if you follow. Put her on the spot. And I wanted to play the audio. I thought we could react. And she's friends, or was friends with Kobe. Yeah, very good friends. Knew him very well. So this is basically, I got about 90 seconds of it for you. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with force. Is it even a fair question to talk about it, considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? Or is it really part of his history? I think that the media should be more respectful um, at this time, it, it's like if you had questions about it, you've had many years to ask him that. I don't think it's something that we should keep hanging over his legacy. I mean, he went to 
It went to trial. Yeah, but the case is, it was dismissed because the victim in the case refused to testify. So it was dismissed. And I think that that's how we should leave it. That is the absolute worst part of Kobe Bryant's legacy, as discussed. That was Gail King and Lisa Leslie. It just uh, You could feel, it just felt like that was not a uh, comfortable conversation at that point as you listened to that. Sports Show ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. I think she answered that rather well, to yeah, be agreed, honest with you. Agreed, agreed. You know, uh, very eloquently. Uh, Gail, for her part, says that was a small part of the interview. It was taken out of context. It was a far and wide-ranging discussion way beyond just that topic. And she also says that she's mortified that CBS decided to publicize the interview using that clip, you know, so there was much more depth to the interview than just that, but that's the clickbait. That's the piece. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the harvesting of the clicks with, you know, the outrage, the controversy. Uh, so I, I see what CBS is doing there and it sounds like Gail is going to have uh, I think what she described it, an intense discussion with them. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it, it served its purpose. It's done exactly what it was supposed to do by releasing that portion or at least highlighting that portion. Guys just like us Here around, we are. around the country, about. we're talking about it. So that's been going on. NBA trade, de- trade deadline, though, just passed at 3 o'clock. We're seven minutes past that, so a lot of teams' rosters have changed quite a bit. The, the Knicks... The Knicks being one of them, of course, uh, with the Marcus Morris trade, but the glue guy's got a whole rundown. So Woj is saying that there was no deal for the Thunder. So uh, Gallinari will not be dealt. Yeah, that I, I saw that that had stalled, actually. I've got an update here. Yeah, yep, Heat-Thunder trade talk stall. 76ers had that deal. Uh, Iguodala, of course, we know about that. The Knicks have a new team president, not just... Marcus Morris being deleted from the roster. They got Mo Harkless with the Clippers. That was a three-team deal. What was the the end result of that, glue guy? So uh, the Clippers get Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas from the Wizards. Mo Harkless has an expiring deal. There's also a first-round pick thrown in that going to the Knicks, which I like, although... From the Clippers. From the Clippers, but based on where the Clippers may end up this year, that could be a very late first-round pick. But hey, it's better than nothing. I don't know that the... The Knicks, I don't think they got better. I, I, I'm, I like Marcus Morris. I was kind of bummed that he's one of the few players that I enjoyed watching on the team, but I understand why they did it. But it's interesting. You, you fire Steve Mills. So you basically have 48 hours for Scott Perry to decide what to do. They talk about wanting Ujiri from Toronto and they don't even wait 48 hours. And then they've hired Leon Rose of CAA to be the new president of the team. That's amazing to me. You just, I don't understand why they didn't take a little bit more time. I mean, he, what's he going to do as far as the trade? Was he involved in that trade that fast? Did that happen? As you, you've heard, he was a player agent for your Joel Embiid's and Chris Paul's and Devin Booker's and Carl Anthony Towns and Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I mean, there's talk about him bringing in uh, William Wesley. Everybody knows him as Worldwide West to be part of the organization. Uh, he's got a, they've got a strong relationship. They're very tight with a lot of the players throughout the league. It is. It's a brotherhood. A lot of these guys, they play AAU ball together, things like that. We know this. They have relationships outside of basketball. But I can never figure out what the Knicks are doing, glue guy. They just didn't want to pay uh, Ujiri the amount of assets it would take to get him there. Ultimately, uh, I think a smart decision. So do I. Because 
if you're bringing in somebody like that, but then he's got you're giving him nothing to work with, giving him no ammunition. Correct. You're pay, you're getting rid of draft picks to get him when he needs draft picks to utilize because, because you're not going to get any free agents. There's nothing there, and there's not there's not even a, a franchise player to build around at this point. R.J. Barrett. We're still, he's raw. He's still learning. There's to be big, determined. There, yeah, there, there's some regression. There's definitely some positives, and I'm very glad that they drafted him. It was a great draft pick overall, but he's got he's got to develop some more. Some of the other ones, there's so many moves. Glue guy, what do you got? Uh, obviously, Andrew Wiggins going to the Warriors in exchange for D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that was a big one. I don't know if he wants to be in Minnesota long term. He's locked into, he signed a four-year deal to go to Golden State, though, so there's three more after this year left on that deal. He's not, he'd much rather be with the Warriors even though they're a lottery team this year, the projections are and based on who will get healthy, who they'll have back. Obviously, we know their roster. But they actually have a good point guard now in the Timberwolves to feed Cat Williams. Well, Car- Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns. I'm, say- I'm just saying, like, nobody wants to live in Minnesota. It's like <laughs> NFL players. They are like, I don't want to go to Buffalo. I don't mind being a Bill per se, but I don't want to live in Buffalo because of the weather. Uh, I-, I would agree with that. What's some other big moves that you got so, for me? So uh, Andre Drummond going from Detroit to Cleveland. Big move? Uh, I don't know why the Cavs would do it. He's got he's owed a lot of money, so he's going to be there for, um, I think he's got a player option after this season. So he can opt out, so really he's just getting rid of assets. Well, Scoop, uh, you're a Cavs fan, so I mean, does anything that they've done since LeBron left and went to the Lakers really make sense to you? They've made some questionable moves. They really have. Yeah, they're they're reeling. You know, this is, you know, if we talk about AD and BC, you know, uh, this is, you know, before LeBron and after LeBron, you know, <laughs> it's, it's almost like that's the timeline. Um, Drummond's good rebounder. They could use that, obviously, but it's not like they're anywhere close to being a contender. It's not like, oh, he's the final piece. They need a lot of pieces. You know, so I will say they got rid of uh, Brandon Knight, the Cavs, and center John Henson with a second-round pick. So it's not like you guys gave up a lot for Andre Drummond. I just don't understand why go after this. Well, I mean, they're trying to improve. All these teams are trying to improve. The thing that strikes me out of this whole thing is that the Clippers have improved. A lot. And what did we hear forever and ever was the Lakers are looking to get something, buy the trade to deadline, get somebody at a piece had something, and now they are actually farther behind the Clippers than they were yesterday. And the Clippers got a point guard that the Lakers were trying to get. And I guess Kuzma was taken off the table when a lot of these deals. I think maybe he might have gone to the Knicks. Did I read that? Yeah, that was actually a possible deal. Kyle Kuzma, they said, not we're keeping him. Marcus Morris is just a perfect piece to fit in. If I mean, a seasoned veteran He's some of his peripheral numbers. His three point shooting is better than it's ever been with the Knicks this year. I just and I like. I disagreed with the comments the other day that he made, but he's physical. He's tough. He's a locker room guy. Look, he was great with the Celtics. Yeah, he. I mean, were you unhappy with him on that roster? No, he's, no. I was sad that he left. He's a positive contributor to any team, and especially now that he is, he, he's a veteran, a respected veteran, and he only would make that locker room better and lengthen what the Lakers have to offer and to put on on the court. I mean, he's a guy that could score. He can defend. He's physical. He can rebound. 
Um, he motivates guys. I'm curious to see how Doc Rivers is going to use all these new pieces now. Well, Doc Rivers is a one coach that can figure that out pretty quickly. I mean, he's notorious for how good he is with putting the players he has where they need to go to succeed. His X's and O's game. I mean, he's the guy that can draw up a play. It just and he'll pull one right out of his. You know what? If he has to, he just makes it work with whatever he has. The Clippers by far have gotten better. I've I've absolutely noticed that. The Memphis Grizzlies another one too. So I was reading a Kevin O'Connor tweet. What a year they've had. And now this is not even including Deion Waiters, by the way, going there, Syracuse player, obviously, in the past. But they've drafted Ja Morant. They traded up for Brandon Clark. They dealt Mike Conley for Jay Crowder in a future first. They acquired DeAnthony Melton uh, to take Josh Jackson. They, of course, got... Andre Iguodala flipped to the Miami Heat, and uh, Justice Winslow is now on that roster. 23 years old, hell of a basketball player. They have a lot of young potential on that team. Boy, I mean, that is just a well-constructed team, a well-run team, a good team. I'm not saying they're winning it all, but that's a good basketball team who's made smart, strategic moves. You've got to look at that and go, damn, what a year they've had. No, I agree with you. And I think uh, Iguodala going to the Heat. I wonder how it's going to play out with Jimmy Butler and Iguodala. I think Jimmy Butler will respect Andre Iguodala so because he can just drop the rings. So do I. But I'm I'm just trying to see if there's going to be a little bit of a spat here and there. There'll be growing pains. Because both those guys have egos. There is. Also, NBA had alerted teams. This has been out for a couple of days now that the release of the adjusted 2021 salary and luxury tax projections actually signals a decline in revenue, which means those figures drop as you head into next season. I don't know how much that plays into what teams are doing and maneuvering and things like that, but it's it's got to factor in at some point. I, I don't know what you say, Scoop, but I think so. Well, really, the, the that's a part of the picture, but it's the TV revenues, obviously, sure. that... that drive the train in all these leagues now. So uh, those will probably continue to go up because somebody's going to want to broadcast those games. And there's more and more places to watch stuff now, like on your phone or your iPad. And so I just think the dollar numbers go up for the rights to get those games. I've got to go home later on tonight, sit down and just look through everything that every team has done because you're trying to – you know, everything, it's final, it's done, cut off 3 o'clock, and then you're just trying to react really quick to everything's going on. So we tried to cover as much as we could. I'm sure we'll go to commercial break here in a second, and we're going to go, oh, what about that, what about that, what about that? A lot more discussions to be had on this. I'm sure we'll do it over the next couple of days. Uh, but the Kansas City Chiefs did have their parade yesterday for winning the big game, and some fun stuff happened involving, let's just say the Kelsey brothers are guys that you would want to party with. That's next on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Listen to Brent Axe, and when you are prompted to be the fifth caller, you'll win a pair of tickets to the Crunch versus Comets game on Valentine's Day. You'll be... Registered for the grand prize, Shaughnessy's, and tickets in the ESPN radio suite. Listen to win a very crunch Valentine's Day from Skinny Atlas Jewelry and ESPN Radio Syracuse. Some interesting highlights from Kansas City Chiefs celebrating their first Super Bowl win in 50 years. There was the uh, car chase and the car that went through the barricade. That was odd. We can get to that in just a second. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, you heard Travis Kelsey, right? You heard how oh, yeah. he, he was singing, you got to fight for your right to Lombardi. Well, of course, it's the Beastie Boys reference to fight for your right to party. And there is now, you can you can get a little bit of a remix thing here. I should probably share that with you at some point. But uh, you know about his brother, right? Oh, yeah. You know about Jason Kelsey? You remember? Older I brother. I do. Remember the parade and the I do. The speech? Because how do they win that Super Bowl? You, you want to hear this? No. In case you forget, this is Travis Kelsey's older brother, Jason Kelsey, who is a center on the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and after they had won it all. to you about underdogs. Doug Peterson. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. <laughs> this past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. You saw a driven Doug Peterson. A man who went for it up fourth and down. Went for it up fourth and down in the Super Bowl with the trick play. He wasn't playing just to go mediocre. He's playing for a Super Bowl. So you could probably see that it runs in the family, and that's where Travis. Oh, that's glorious. Yeah, that's where Travis Kelsey gets this from. Uh, just Here's the remix version of what he said yesterday celebrating with Kansas City, obviously. Want to hear Travis Kelsey's speech? This, if in case you missed it yesterday, as you can see, it runs in the family. Woo! I'm wearing about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Cause what did we do? We had to fight for our right to party. And uh. what we do? We unleash a can of whoop ass on everybody. <laughs> For 2019, 2020 world champions, you gotta fight for your right to party. Believe it, I love y'all. He he definitely uh, he he partied a little bit at the at the at the parade. Yeah, he's pretty excited about that. You gotta love those Kelsey brothers. That's a couple of guys you might want to go out and have a few with after work. Just saying. Being from Cleveland, you know, I'm happy. Uh, on the behalf of the city of Cleveland, because that's two guys who've won a Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi Trophy now, maybe the only uh, the Super Bowl trophy, that's maybe the only way it ever gets into that city, is if they bring it. you got to fight for your right to Lombardi. you got to fight for your right to party. That's just going down, like, forever. That's there. That's never going to be forgotten. That's epic. It's just, I like the Kelseys, man. I don't know what it is, the passion, the love of the game. Imagine that household going up, younger brother, big brother, the battles. I mean, there's clearly some uh, competitive nature. I'm assuming they're wrestling fans. And yeah, I would say. Yeah, there was a Ric Flair going on there. Yeah, yes, it, it was. A little Stone Cold, With the woo. a little Ric Flair. It's just good stuff. Uh, so uh, Ram safety Eric Weddle just announced his retirement. Oh, wow. Breaking news in the NFL. It's the Sportsilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. How long has he played for? 
You got any background on that? Uh, Just the breaking news? Quite a few years. I yeah, know that. I was going to say, you don't know that off the top of your head? No, I don't. Neither do I. <laughs> Neither do I. I was just hoping maybe that you possibly would. I would say about, probably 13 years if I had to guess. Okay. But. Well, you look that up. I'm going to share with everybody the car chase audio because, yes, there was a car chase, and then ultimately it went through a barricade. Wow. As things got a little bit crazy at the Kansas City Parade yesterday. It looks like a gray sedan with potentially a flat tire speed pass. There was a chase that began here just at the beginning of the parade route. Look at all the police cars. There's See the look car? right there. Look it at that. Like the smashed on the side. Oh, my goodness. And, yep, and definitely at least one tire was flat. Looks like they're trying to box that car in. So dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Look how many people along the side of the parade right here. Gosh, that's happening right in the middle of it. Good grief. All right, several police cars trying to trap that car right now. We have not heard yet how it started. Look at the police officers running that direction. The smoke now coming after they spun that car out of spin move to get it to stop. You don't don't want to hear about that kind of stuff happening. No, not at all. What is it with people losing their damn minds when they celebrate championships? I don't understand it. Never happened during a Patriots parade. Come on. Never happened. You'd have to have fans to celebrate like that. They're they're used to it. That's the problem. Exactly. The the Patriots are now used to it. I'd like to to go back and revisit maybe their first one. It was it 20 years ago because they won like all of them, I think, for the last two decades, it feels like. But they're used to it now. It's just the, the parade in Cleveland was, you know, pretty well attended and people were well behaved. And I'm not even clear that that car chase was anything to do with like with the Chiefs and the parade other than it, that's where it happened. You it know just happened I mean? to be there. So I'm, I'm not maybe we'll find that out at some point, but. Gosh, all, I mean, that's the scary thing is there's all those people lining that parade route and, you know, you get run over for crying out loud. They had hundred and estimated hundreds of thousands of people there. Not the same size crowd, though, when the Royals won in Kansas City in 2015. Five fans did show up at the airport to greet the San Francisco 49ers when they got off their plane on Monday. So, so five? That, that was nice. Uh, five fans. I guess it was five fans that were waiting for them. That's it. I think the Bills did better than that when they lost their uh, final playoff game. A few other highlights. Um, Travis Kelsey, you had brought up the wrestling, the love of the wrestling. He got a, he got to rock a championship belt that was given to the team by the WWE. Um, Pat Mahomes caught a beer and chugged it, and he poured another beer into Travis Kelsey's mouth. So hence, hey, I'm wearing more of the beers than I actually drank when he made that comment. Oh, and then there was the guy that fell out of a tree with his butt exposed. For some reason, his pants were off below his butt. I'm not. I'm not making this up. There's actually because people and have, he fell out of a tree. He went in to, to the limbs of a tree, <laughs> climbed a tree, yes, and yes. fell with yes. with butt crack yes. happening, yes. and then he fell out of the tree. Yes. Uh, Because of cell phones being everywhere, there's always video of it. So I can at least share with you the quick piece of audio. This is the guy that fell out of a tree with his butt hanging, his bare butt hanging out at the parade for the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. This is better than the halftime show. (laughs) Oh, what's going on? That was the moment that he fell. It was like it wasn't a huge tree, and he wasn't that far up. Okay. But he, you know, he's a few feet up, but far enough that it was a substantial enough fall. But the highlight being, he was not wearing pants. Eric this, Weddle, twelve years in the league. 
You got the information? Yeah, 12 so years. He, so he is, out of the tree? he's retiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. He was the guy. Yeah, we didn't have any context to that for a second there. Oh, that's yeah, okay. that's right. He did his homework. Uh, he is not the Chiefs fan mm. that fell out of a tree. He was actually a player that That'd be that cool, actually. retired. I know, right? You sure. know, that and the car chase could be brought to us by our friend, Alcohol. Yes. Uh, those that can, I mean, that could be a part of that in both those stories. Hey, we, we do like to have a beer while we watch some football. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. James Paxton of the Yankees with some injury news. Spring training is fast approaching. A little bit more on the massive Mookie Betts David Price trade because it's actually technically held up right now. SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. So Isaiah Thomas is going to be flipped by the Clips. He was part of that trade earlier as the trade deadline for the NBA passed at 3 o'clock. Wow, that's interesting. There's There's going to be more. There's going to be a lot more fallout. We'll try to get it all together and discuss when we can actually absorb it all tomorrow. So we've got Nick Ailes in studio, big Yankees fan. We've got to get some baseball stuff in just a second. I'm Rain. Scoop is here, obviously. But one more thing on the NBA trade deadline and kind of what happened with the Marcus Morris trade to the Clippers. The Knicks now actually have two first-round picks in the next two drafts. So that, I mean, that's promising, right? You're also a Knicks fan. Nick? Yeah. That's it. But what's the problem with the Knicks, I'm sorry. Is he, James Stolen still the owner? That's right. It always comes down to that. It's going to continue to be a problem as long as James Dolan owns the team, and I just kind of have to have to expect that. They're pieces of dog poop. They're terrible. Uh, but what about the Mets before we break down James Paxton and the Yankees? It's not happening. The not sale happen- is not happening. No. That's what's happening with the Mets because the Mets, Mets. Jeff Wilpon screwed it up. There was a little bit of a power play involved. His ego got in the way. It's what it sounds like. And now Rob Manfred, the commissioner, has come right out and said, it's not happening. No deal with Steve Cohen. That would have been a really good thing for their franchise. Yeah, well, the the thing is, he, Cohen wouldn't have even assumed control until 2025. So there still would have been another five years to go. But the light was at the end of the tunnel. And the fact that he's writing the checks means he's got some say in the matter somehow along the way. And now he doesn't. He's and, gone, and it's 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 a Mets thing to do. The Mets Mets it up. You're stuck with the Will Ponds. It's quite ironic how Mets it up sounds like messed it up. Yeah, it was really good. I like <laughs> what you did there. It's a bigger letdown than being a Mets fan. Opening day, and here's the first pitch. And the season's over. No, they're not that terrible. (laughs) They're really not that terrible. James Paxton's having back surgery for the Yankees out three to four months. Didn't see that coming as we get real close. Six days until pitchers and catchers report. So, I mean, does that affect things? Are you that worried? I mean, you you make do with what you got. Clark, you like Clark Schmidt, don't you? I do like Clark Schmidt. He's not ready quite yet. He's probably another couple seasons. I mean... This isn't the first. We shouldn't be that surprised. He he dealt with these back issues just before the playoffs started. Then he looked really good in Houston after cortisone shots. So they, from what I heard, they they just waited it out and kept getting third, second, and third opinions to try to see if surgery was inevitable. And then the last doctor said pretty much he has to get it. So it sucks that it came at this late in the the off season, but. 
Better late than never. Yeah, you get it taken care of now. You're looking at, what does that bring us to June, roughly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe case the, scenario. Maybe the end of June. And that's all right. They've got arms to fill in. I mean, they've still got Jay Happ who slots up. Uh, but what do they do with the rotation after that? Jordan Montgomery? Well, maybe. My my thought is that a guy like Mike King or Davey Garcia is going to uh, come in in spring training. I don't think Garcia has the infight, though. I think King does. Either way, um, they, uh, they'll come into spring training and they'll battle for it. And I, I just have this feeling that Mike King will, will get the job. He's been a guy that's been on my radar the last couple of years. They've really talked him up and hyped him up within the organization, too. Especially because he was a, a minor pickup in the Caleb Smith trade. when With they, the Florida Marlins. Exactly. Well, the Miami Marlins. The Miami but, Marlins, um, yes. Um, so he pretty much blossomed into a great pitching prospect. I just have this feeling that... Mm, I do like Jordan Montgomery, but he's going to be a bullpen arm for a little bit, and then Mike King might get the job for a couple months. So the Mookie Betts trade is on hold. Uh, One of the prospects, there was like a health issue when they looked at medicals. It's going to go through. They just kind of have to agree on the fringe prospect that's involved there. So that's going to happen. That alters things, obviously, further for the Yankees and weakens the Red Sox, but who's to say that Mookie Betts just doesn't re-sign as a free agent next year? One year, he's a free agent. He likes Los Angeles, maybe there, but I think he wants to test free agency. He said that all the time. It's been duly noted that he was offered ten and three hundred, but he wants twelve and four twenty. So, I mean, he's going to look for a team that gets it, but that obviously takes a lot of teams off the table. Does he? Boston's one of those teams that's got a lot of money. They're going to save luxury tax money. By eclipse or by uh, deleting sixty million between him and David Price off of this year's roster, who's to say they don't go back and reinvest some of that in Mookie Betts in the future? Do you see that scenario happening, or does he just either re-sign with Los Angeles when it's all said and done, or go elsewhere? It's entirely possible. I mean, the the problem is there's two things. Well, number one is that when Mookie Betts hits free agency, the teams that need him the most don't have the money. The teams that have the money don't have the need. Yep. So. There's only a couple realistic options. But my thing is that if Boston, if he really was the guy, if Boston really was his place and Mookie Betts really was the guy, nothing should have stopped you from offering exactly the amount of money he offered. Maybe yep. they'll come back in free agency I at the wonder, end of the season and throw down a fatter contract than they did earlier. It, that's entirely possible. It just makes me wonder what was happening behind the scenes that he didn't want to work out some type of a long-term extension. Because, of course, he says all the right things in the press, that I love it in Boston, and I love being a Red Sox. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he's always been adamant, saying, I'm going to test free agency, I'm going to test free agency, no matter what. And he might not get the money that he wants. I personally don't think he will. I think he'll end up around three fifty. Um, but is, it's is that all? Yeah, is I do. All? Mike Trout barely got four hundred, and he's the best player of this entire generation. It's not even close. So... Mookie getting 420 seems unrealistic. But to then, me. then again, the economics of baseball change all the time. I mean, it's I, true. I mean, I figured the Yankees would put in an amazing offer to Garrett Cole. It went even beyond, I think, what any of us expected when it was all said and done. Yeah, I think Mookie likes the idea that maybe he can win a world championship with the Dodgers, and I think they're they're closer than Boston is this year for sure. You know. Um, was there maybe another place he could go and do that? Yeah, there's some teams out there that maybe would would, would have laid out the cash or might next year when he's going to test those waters. But I, I think it's a, a good marriage. 
I mean, Mookie's going to have a chance to play for a, a championship. He's a nice fit in, into what they're doing. They need a leadoff hitter. You know, I mean, you got a great player, and it, it's only going to make the Dodgers better. Maybe help them get over the hump. They've been so close. Is it seven division championships in a row or something like that? Yeah, I mean, they've they've been... They've done everything but win the World Series, it seems like, over the last better than half of a decade. But David Price, another one, you got to keep an eye on. I think the plan is, what was I reading? They want him to go roughly 150-ish innings, maybe 25 starts, skip him on occasion, keep him healthy for October. That's when he's really going to help you out. He's 34 now. Walker Bueller, obviously, is is their ace. He's the one they're looking for the 200-plus innings. But then you still got Clayton Kershaw, Alex Wood, Julio Urias. I mean, there's a lot of options as far as starting pitching so that they can do that with David Price. It's a pretty good rotation. It's an amazing lineup. 106 wins gets that much better. It's feel, a scary team to have to face. How do you feel about uh, possible Yankees-Dodgers World Series? Wouldn't that be something? I think so. I mean... They played 81, 82, I think, was the last time those two teams played in the World Series. Do you know your history? That sounds right off the top of my head. It is right. Cool. You're welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> let's Ouch. Ta- let's take a quick break. A few other things we want to discuss. Maybe uh, uh, something else NBA-related happens. Before we do, just know this. A quick fact. Major League Baseball-related. Babe Ruth would be 125 years old today. He could resurrect and return to Major League Baseball. He could go 0 for 1,146, and he would still have a higher career slugging percentage than Barry Bonds, the babe. Wow. It's amazing if you think about it. SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. It's the Burdick Lexus and Burdick BMW basketball post game. Seth Everett and Eric Devendorf recapping SU versus Wake Forest Saturday night. They're going to take your calls and bring you Coach Bayheim's post game press conference. Yeah, we got to break down that game a little bit tomorrow. I think we will. We'll take a look at the matchup. I'm excited for this game. Would love to see them get a win now after a couple of losses, a couple of tough losses to take on a team that is definitely improving. But looking at a former player, his name's right in front of me, named Rinze Onowaku. There's a little something on Syracuse.com. The article is there if you want to read it. He's got a clothing line, and there's some other things happening with him. There's somebody I thought I thought that he would, I thought he might have a little run in the NBA, and I think uh, maybe maybe the knee. I think he had some issues with his knee at one point, but just a well, counts a fantastic dude, and now he's got a clothing line now. Also of note. Our very own Pauly Sibilia, I'm sure everybody's talked about this. Mike Waters wrote an article about him, and he was addressing his fear of flying. So for the better part of two decades, is for over 20 years, he engineers the radio broadcast for Syracuse basketball, football, and sports, and things like that for Matt Park. So there's quite a bit of travel to the away games, and you know, he jumps in the car. He puts a lot of miles on the road. But I thought it was funny because I had retweeted it when I saw originally on Twitter the article and the link and everything. And I saw like Brent Axe had done that, who you're on the block with here at four o'clock. And then I saw a whole bunch of other people chiming in on this. Some congratulations, some, you know, acknowledging that Polly's a weird little dude and we love Polly. But I thought it was funny that there he is, our brother in broadcasting, works with us here at ESPN Radio. And everybody said, you know, congratulations on the article. It's really nice to, to learn a little bit more about that. 
but everybody took like a lighthearted jab at Polly, like Brent Axe did. You know, I, I mean, myself, I might be a little bit guilty on that. It's just kind of funny. I, I mean, I jab at Polly from time to time. I noticed a lot of that, and uh... everybody's like, "Yeah, way to go, man! It's nice to see that article about you, Polly." But Bazinga! Everybody just kind of threw a little, yeah. a little jab at him. I enjoy that, actually. I think he enjoys the give and take, though. I think he kind of likes it going back and forth. I hashtagged him diggity when I sent mine. But, yeah, that was interesting to see. I'm hyped for this game, though. I can't wait till they get back at it on Saturday night. I'm, I'm liking where the team is going, Scoop. I know you are as well. I know we're battling the issues in the middle. But we talked to Jim on Tuesday, and you heard him say it. Listen, and he hasn't really directly said what he said the other day when he said we're a good offensive team. It's defensively. It's in the middle. Those are some of the issues that they're having if you if you're solid in the middle, you're probably going to have some success against that portion of the two three zone when you play Syracuse. I just think in the days and games to come, we're going to see them shoot better. Yeah, you know, I think they're going to get more threes. I mean, that's been a downtrend, but I think you're going to see them shoot better. You got guys like JG three. I mean, he made his name on that, you know, in high school. So. I just think it's a matter of time, and and we know what Buddy can do. I just think they're going to start draining some shots, and that's why these Bayheim coach teams are are always interesting. They get to March and they make a nice little run. If they get into the tournament, they can make a nice little run and go a lot farther than people expect them to. Name drop Mike Waters wanted to name drop Donna DeToto because uh, you follow SU basketball. This is a sports show from a fan perspective, clearly on the SportsZilla show. So I read everything that everybody puts out. Uh, but she talked to Alan Griffin, who coaches up Syracuse's big men. And there's a nice read on that at Syracuse.com. Something There's a little homework for everybody, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. But other than that... I see they're going to honor at the Hardwood Bank uh, Banquet. They're going to honor Matt Park as well. We had brought up the voice of the Syracuse Orange, so I'm excited for that. Any thoughts from you, Nick, as we look forward to the Syracuse-Clemson game? I know you're more excited. Wake Forest. I'm sorry, Wake Forest. You're good. You got me all the time. The Wake Forest game? Just in general? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. About the basketball team. Any Anything that you've noticed with the team? You usually have a witty observation for us. You know what? My wit has run dry. I'm out of wit. The wit well is empty. <laughs> the wit well is empty. I'm all done. He's like, no, go back and talk about the Yankees. I'm retiring. Are you look? You're really hyped about the Yankees, though. That's your Love thing. Them. You're a baseball guy. That's true. All right. You ha- so really, what's happened is you weren't paying attention to Syracuse. A hundred percent accurate. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to deflect and uh, say, no, 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 no. Let's go into my wheelhouse. Let's go into. <laughs> I, I have not paid attention <laughs> at all. That's all right. The reason we bring the glue guy in for the NBA stuff is I, I know a lot about the NBA, but I hardcore focus on either. LeBron or certain players or the Knicks, the glue guy knows every player on every roster. It's pretty much remarkable. I'm kind of the same way as you. I got some teams that I like to follow, some personalities, because that's what these guys are now. And Joel Embiid, Giannis, LeBron, you know, Kawhi. Fun to watch those guys. Like Matt's Kemba Walker with his Celtics, too. No doubt. See you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Sports Illustrated show done for the day. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. You're on the block with Brent Axe next.